2: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: Obviously, there's, um, I mean, it was a big win, but um, just wondering about Trey Davis-White and what the test, uh, the evaluate.
4: Um, uh, he tore his Achilles, so he'll be out, um, unfortunately.
3: How difficult is that? Just knowing what Trey went through, um, during his past rehab and how do you think he responds you know this time around
4: yeah um very difficult um very unfortunate a shame um knowing trey uh, once he gets kind of his feet back underneath him here no pun intended he'll he'll be fine i mean he's a resilient young man extremely committed and, and determined to be successful in in his life and in his career
3: and um Perhaps on a brighter note, can you confirm reports that Von Miller um, is going to be coming back uh, re- uh, clear to practice this
4: week? Yes, he will practice. Uh, we'll just take it one day at a time.
5: Sorry to hear that about Trey. I know you mentioned yesterday how teammates were rallying around him. Just how does the team seem in general today with that news?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, still, still um, you know, around our team, guys are talking about it. Guys want to do everything they can to support Trey and wrap their arms around uh, Trey and his family. And um, that's what we, that's what we intend to do. And, um, you know, just to help him through, through all of this. I know it's
5: early in this process, but as you start to look at that cornerback group, just Christian starting opposite him. um, First of all, is he okay? Injury wise, I know he missed some time in the game yesterday, but came back in.
4: Right. Yeah. He's day to day right now.
5: Okay. With a shoulder. Thanks. Um, what have you seen out of him just through four games this season?
4: Well, I think he's done some good things. Um, and then he's had some plays that he wants back naturally. And it's, it's a learning process. You know, one has to continue to reset every week to come back um, with, a, with a, with a fresh attitude, fresh approach and, and reset and, and uh, go back at it with a renewed purpose every week, And, and that's what, uh, that's what Christian needs to continue to, continue to do excuse me
5: and then just from Kyir Elam um, on his standpoint what have you seen behind the scenes as he's continued to you know work out whatever you guys are telling him to keep going at this season
4: I mean it's a it's a long year so uh, we always talk about needing more than just 53 and uh, when your number is called you need to be both physically and mentally ready to go and you saw some of that yesterday in the least on the defensive side with some of the injuries uh, that you already mentioned. Um, and, and, um, and so in this case with Kair, it's, uh, it's an opportunity and, and, and uh, it's how you handle it now. Right. So uh, he will be in the mix and, and we'll see where it goes.
1: Hi, Sean, just to follow up one on Kair. Um, and a lot gets made out of the fact, you know, a former first round pick and, and that sort of a thing. Um would you have expected more out of him at, at, at this point what's your take on where he is in the process relative to where some of the expectations uh, you know of what he might where he should be at this point
4: uh, as opposed to an active until yeah maybe I, mean, this week. I just think i think this adam i think when there's when there's good competition it makes it hard right it's there's no free passes here you guys know how we do things and no matter where you're picked or what you're paid you got to earn your spot and um, and just because he hasn't been um you know active doesn't mean that we're not confident in Cair. we are extremely confident kair and um to this point just a few players have out have outperformed him so now his his chance could come and and um we'll see where it goes but it's important he has a good week of practice this week and we'll see where it leads into into uh us for the game
1: all right something entirely different and i know you touched on this yesterday this your first trip over to london right you had said yes um and I, I think we all know and maybe appreciate the level to which you're detail-oriented. So, so like, the planning this week, I guess you're going over Thursday night after practice as a Correct. team, right? I mean, wh- what's kind of your mindset and strategy, um, body clock-wise, preparation-wise, whatever your concern. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as you approach this, the challenge of taking a team uh, across an ocean to, to play this game.
4: Yeah, so the Jags, uh, they're obviously already over there this the first time in history I, that I understand that a team will stay over there and play two games. Um, we will travel Thursday night um, um, and, and then we'll get there and uh, push through Friday and then try and get on a normal schedule from there in. And you know, the, the, I've done very little, to be honest with you, um, Adam, as far as the details of the trip, all the staff, uh, the operations staff led, led by Brennan Rowe, um, and and his staff primarily have done a lot of the, the legwork in making sure that we are we're good to go here and every, everything's buttoned up the way it should be. So full confidence in them and uh, looking forward to the trip.
6: I wanted to ask maybe, and you you just mentioned that it's maybe too soon in your process to be thinking about the logistics or working through the logistics of London. But how much do you think your organization can rely upon lessons learned? Um, from the bad weather games when you had to pick up and move a game on short notice to Detroit, that whole thing. And the, and the messes that you've had to navigate so successfully um, how can you apply that to this trip?
4: I think, I think you can always learn from any of those experiences where you've had to kind of move locations uh, to your point, Tim. And um, it all, you know, even if it's a little, a little something that you learned through one of those experiences that can help serve you in these situations, um, the more the more experience you have, the, the better better off you are normally. So,
6: and when you have a team that's sitting over there waiting for a few days, and they were even there days prior to their previous game, you look for the little, um, the little advantages. Can it be a, Is there the fact that you guys go away for training camp? Uh, and you have to do a lot of that moving, obviously, a shorter distance, but with a lot more guys. Is there anything similar in a similar vein to that?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've traveled before. Uh, we've traveled for home games that were away games, to your point, before. And, um, you know, it's it's for us, It's it's we've got to let our, our staff that work behind the scenes that are directly involved in, in this trip Take care of the trip piece. And we have to focus in on the challenge that's in front of us more so than focusing in on the trip, if that makes any sense.
0: It does.
6: And then last question from me regarding uh, your cornerback depth. Do you based on what you've seen from your guys on the practice squad, um, your thoughts on needing to go outside the organization for help at that position?
4: Uh, we're always going to look. Uh, having said that, uh, we, are, we remain confident in the guys that we have in our building, uh, whether they're active or, on, in this case, on the practice squad, yeah.
0: You
2: know, you said something with Kair about, you know, having to, you know, earn it. You're not just going to be handed a job. I'm curious, you know, Dane Jackson comes in after getting beaten out for that job this week, plays really well uh, against the Dolphins. What did you see in the way that he handled maybe something that we haven't talked a lot about a guy that started a lot of games for you, not getting that job. What did you see from him in those three weeks before he got his opportunity?
4: I think that's a great example right there, right? Of how you handle yourself um, facing a little bit of adversity and he was ready to go when his number was called. I mean, you go back, you you rewind it all the way back to the last drive. I believe the Raider of the Raiders game Dane's in there. um, It's, you know, the end of the game, we're up whatever we were up at the time. Dane comes in, makes a huge hit, forces a fumble. Um, you know, caught the eyes of the coaches again, and then <clears throat> he comes in this game and makes plays. So when your number's called, you've got to be ready because there's no well, you didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be active, or I'm not saying specific to Kyrie, I'm saying overall. We talk a lot of, about this in our team meetings about especially when the roster is cut down that. Yeah, your role is your role, and your role, you know, may not be everything you want, and it may not be everything that you're currently capable of. But you got to embrace the role you're in until your opportunity comes again, and when it does, you better be ready.
2: And then, I'm sorry if you were asked about this already. I came in a, like a minute late. Uh, any update on Taron? I know he he had an injury during the game. Any update
4: there? Is yeah, he's he's fine.
2: Hi, Sean. I know we talked and asked about um, Von Miller, but you also have Justin Shorter and Beal Inspector – on IR, they're eligible to start practicing this week. Any update on them and whether or not you think they will do that?
4: Yeah, no update at this point.
2: No okay, thank you. And speaking of your roles, uh, knowing your roles, Saran Neal, um, you know, it just seems like he's always making special teams plays. He's, what, six years into the league now, embracing that role, one of the better players. What have you just seen about his, you know, ability to kind of accept that role and be one of the better players really in this league in that role?
4: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's that's uh, been fun to watch his develop development uh saran's development that is and um that's a weekly deal right where he's he comes back every week and he's got to get the same effort play with the same edge the same level of confidence that's developed through his preparation and um, that's really what um i'm excited about with him this year doing for our special teams units
6: hey coach two questions for you the first one it's going to be your first time coaching in London, and the staff's time coaching a game in London. I know you've touched on just the preparation part, but what about the excitement part of you guys as a staff being able to collectively go over there and play a game in front of a different audience?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, it's it'll be a kind of a new venue for us, obviously, and a change of scenery. Um, we're just hoping that as many Bills Mafia can show up as as possible. Um, if they can make it sound like. Was yesterday that would uh, that be a nice home field advantage for us?
6: And then on Josh's touchdown run yesterday, you ran it to the right side with Spencer and and Dion kind of pulled over there to open up that hole. How beneficial is it to have two tackles that can kind of go pull on e- either side to open up running lanes?
4: Yeah, both both very athletic uh, players for us, and, and they take a lot of pride in, in doing that in the run game in particular. Top in sacks
7: at sixteen. Top ten takeaway. I know you love that. Top five and third down percentage and second in points allowed. So, um, what made you most proud of your
4: guys yesterday? Well, I think um, the resiliency of the group. You know, you don't always get off to a, a great start, and, and we didn't certainly yesterday. And uh, but they really settled in and started just to really trust themselves and execute. And you um, know, really was their mindset more than anything, just the, the ability to come to the bench, reset, calm down and go out there. And um, the offense wasn't changing. That's, that's for certain uh, in terms of the, <laughs> what we were trying to go against. It was still early in the game and we had already given up 14 points. And um, uh, but, but so really the, what changed was, was their mindset, their approach. And I thought they did a phenomenal job.
7: Absolutely. Speaking of doing phenomenal jobs, Osiris Torrance. Now, Christian Wilkinson has been a thorn, you know, up front, you know, for you know a handful of games here. He was basically extinct yesterday on the hands of Osiris Torrance. So, just care to talk about the way he was able to battle with, you know, Wilkins and, and have a do ha, and have a great job,
4: do a great job. Yeah, no, it's a it's a matchup game, right? It, you got to win your one on one and uh, win your one on one matchup. That is, and um, Cyber did a really good job of that first go around and. Um, Christian won some as well, but it was a, it was a good battle to watch. Coach, if I could still
7: another one, if I can now, how special can this group really be with the talent that, you know, you drafted and developed over the years to the a plus free agents added that combination of style power and continuity, how special are units, you know, as such as this one?
4: Well, we're just right now focused on hitting the reset button and getting ourselves ready for the challenge of going to London. Um, with the team who's waiting on us basically. So, uh, we just got to focus on what's in front of us right now. Appreciate the, appreciate the question though.
5: Um, just to jump back to Trey for a little bit, there were times in either games or practices where we saw him be really hard on himself, which I think is just true to how competitive of a guy he is, but how would you evaluate how he had looked through the four games this season before the injury? Of course.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the part of the, I mean, it's all hard and difficult, right? Um, he was like you would expect beginning to really round into form. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's, it's part of the shame of it all.
5: And then I'm just kind of curious. I know obviously we were involved in all decisions, but now that you're back doing more with the defense, do you approach kind of evaluating this quarterback group any differently than previous years since you're just like in those meetings a little more, or is it kind of similar to how it would have been last year?
4: Um, I mean, just like anything else, I think because of my uh, more in-depth, uh, involvement, I'm, I'm a little bit more familiar with what goes on 24-7 than I than I was before when I, mean, I was involved, but just not uh, as deeply as I am now.
5: Sure. And then um, any other injuries coming out of yesterday or any projection for Jordan Player for this week?
4: Yeah, no, um, we're just going to continue to take it one day at a time.
5: Here. You know, coming off a big win, how do you put any stock
4: into a, a letdown game? And how much of a talking point is that going to be uh, this week? Yeah. I mean, if we're really focused on becoming the best team we can become, then um, that should not, that should not enter into our minds. I mean, so it's, it's a one week at a time approach. And, um, you know, you turn the TV on every, every Sunday and you watch, Hey, a team, this team X play well the week before they're, they're really good. And then next thing you know, they're down, you know, two, three scores in the following week. So, uh, that's the roller coaster the NFL um, takes you on and, and you have to focus on when we get a time and becoming a, a better individual player and a better team overall um, on a week-to-week basis. Mitch spoke yesterday about the idea of not not even getting too high during the course of a game um, because it's, it's kind of been, you know, on occasion an issue where you have a big play and then you don't follow up on it. Um, you know, how much how much do you think that helped yesterday? Just kind of keeping the foot on the pedal, especially in the first half offensively. Right now, I, I believe that was part of the mindset that the players played with yesterday. Um, and that's the that's the that's the appropriate place your mind should be when you're playing uh, any game, but also going week to week is um, it's a really test of, of your mental skill, right, to reset on a Monday after a game. Win or lose, and, uh, and come back and go through and start the process all over again. Go through the process um, because that's what that's what you get your confidence from.
3: I was wondering if you could tell me uh, how much of a difference is it in the playload that you can put on Josh Allen now as opposed to, let's say, year two or year three.
4: Well, I mean, I just think it's um, you can certainly do more. Um, yes, because he's certainly been around the system longer. Um, and, but I, how much more I I couldn't give you a percentage of of how much more. Can you, can
3: you tell me how much, how much more it does benefit the offense
4: though, when a quarterback, uh,
3: as, as he grows in the system, especially when it's the same head coach, same, you know, quarterback and then, and maybe even some same weapons. Yeah. I mean, that's difference It makes
4: Right, the con- you're speaking of con- continuity is important, right? And that breeds familiarity, comfort level. Hey, we've done this. Remember when we did this? Uh, you're able to adjust a little bit more quickly during the games. So yeah, it's it's a it's a big benefit. And uh, one one more, if I may,
3: talk about the offensive line and just how, what a huge difference it makes if you've got one that's you know considered like a top five unit versus one that you know is struggling to kind of, you know, maximize its potential.
4: For sure. No, the the game, you know, is is, uh, decided uh, quite significantly up front on both sides of the ball. Um, And, you know, we're big believers in, in the line of scrimmage each week.
7: And it seems like it's almost a blessing in disguise that first game against the Jets, It seemed like guys figured out could see what can happen when, when everybody's not on the same page or doing their job, so to speak. Can you speak to the special teams the last three weeks? Cause it it looks like everybody's been disciplined and staying in their lanes and, and being able to cover the punts and kickoffs, uh, the last three games.
4: Well, I, I, I believe it starts, like you said, with detail, discipline, urgency, um, you know, just the habits that, that you, that you work on during the week, um, I think that's what you're seeing is is pride in those areas being taken uh, to a higher level to make sure that um, the play, the level of play raises to, to the standard.
7: Was it something just, oh, because you have to have some, you had 90 players and you're making the cuts and maybe you didn't have your full special team unit together. You were, You had a lot of different people playing there for a while. Is that what maybe caused that first opening night jitters or, or, uh, or uh, plays of that nature?
4: Well, we're not making excuses. Um, I would just say that overall um, we have some new players playing in uh, that make up our special teams units like everybody does every year because it's usually a certain portion of your roster that, that plays and, and, and um, really holds down the special teams units. So um, just finding the right places for those players and those young players in particular finding their footing a little bit in terms of how certain phases of the game work uh, and what they're going to be asked to do, I think is, is, uh, is a, is big piece of it.
5: Hey, Sean, Um, just one more on Trey. I was curious if you've had a chance to talk to him today. And obviously he talked to us about how difficult the whole process was going through it with his ACL and just how he's doing and how you can kind of support him through this.
4: Yeah. I mean, we're going to do our best to support Trey and his, his family. Um, I had a chance to visit with him yesterday after the game and, um you know, just obviously it was not an easy time and, and isn't going to be an easy time for him right now and um, he's got a, he's got a challenge in front of him, but but he's overcome challenges before. Um, and uh, I'm confident that he will overcome this challenge as well. And uh, that's what Trey White does.
5: On a completely different note, I was curious, how you evaluate Josh's performance yesterday and kind of that offense got going, I mean, touchdown after touchdown, like how you felt like everything flowed overall yesterday with the balance between the run and the pass.
4: Well, I thought coach Dorsey did a really good job. Coach Dorsey and the offensive staff of coming up with a uh, a really solid game plan that, that did uh, incorporate run and pass and different style of offense and um, I thought Josh and, and his teammates went out there and executed at a high level, and that's from being locked in during the week, um, having those key conversations that you need to have during the week that set, set up the proper detail for the execution that's needed on Sunday.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.